Welcome to the GNT Show. Welcome back to the 2021 NRL Season Preview, Part 2. Moving on to the Melbourne Storm, the defending premiers. Um, that one big loss for them, well, they've actually got a few, actually, really. I mean, they've, they've Cameron Smith and Vunivalu, I think they'll, and Tino. So they've lost three really big names out of that team. They've got George Jennings, Remus Smith, one big get in Harry Grant, who's another smoky for my Dally M. One thing I'll say, I, I think they're one of the teams that can win it. I think they're one of the four teams that can win the comp. It's It could be Craig Bellamy's swan song. They're one of the 16 clubs that Cooper Cronk is coaching. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't blame the Roosters there. I mean, like, they didn't even know he was helping out. At the, I mean, don't get me started on what goes on in the NRL. It wouldn't, it wouldn't happen in any other sport in the world where the Ooh. coach on the coaching staff of one team is allowed to coach on the other teams. How can you even explain it? But anyway, here. Yeah, so I think they'll be there or thereabouts. I think a lot will depend on Harry Grant, though, because Harry Grant's natural style of playing isn't the way Cameron Smith played. Cameron Smith was a halfback playing at hooker. First use of the ball. That's how he organised that team. He got them around the park. Now, Jerome Hughes is there. Harry Grant is more of a threat with his running, yeah, and taking it to the line and passing the ball just before the line. So, so... It just depends on how Harry Grant goes there. I think it'll take a few weeks to get them up and running, but I think they'll be thereabouts. They're one of the teams that can win it. They've got a good first. They've got a really hard start. They've got the Rabbitohs, Eels, Panthers, but then the Broncos and the Bulldogs. So I think they'll be there or thereabouts. What What are your thoughts on the Melbourne Storm, G? Well, they're Melbourne. So for me, they're always in with a shout. They're one of my teams that I think can win it. They'll get the best out of Remus Smith too. You guys couldn't. They will. This is the thing. I think this year you're going to see how talented Raymond Smith actually is. And George Jennings. And George Jennings, for that matter. I think because they've lost Sunusa Vunivalu and Brenko Lee, whilst he played Origin, he was terrible. He was terrible on the right edge. (laughs) So you will see, I think, the difference in terms of coaching and development for some of these players. For me, the reasons why they won the comp, Last year haven't changed. I think with Ado Carr and you know you got Jesse Bromwich, Kenny Bromwich, Finucan and Ryan Pappenhuysen. They're, they're just so dangerous if they make a break. They have so much speed that once they bust through that line and then there's a half chance, they turn those half chances into tries. Whether and if you look at their team, pretty much across the board, they've all had experience in first grade. They kind of give people tastes and they blood them a little bit. So that the next year, they're almost ready to take that. Because they're in Melbourne, they run it like an AFL team, right? They try and get them up to the 100 games. We've had this conversation yep. before, right? You, you can't win a premiership with team, with 13 players on 20 games. So you got this, it's called list management. It's managing this list, so you've got enough games in their legs. So by the same token, I think Isaac Lume Lume, to borrow a Les Murrayism, will, will actually, he could get first crack at Sunusi Vunivalu's wing. And he's young and he's fast and he just gives them so much threat as well again. But he's not as he's not going to be as good in the air as soon as Vunivalu. Vunivalu pretty much was like an all-round winger, powerful, fast, strong, yeah, good, winger, good, good in the air, like a really great winger, right? So, but if you look at their team, their lineup's going to be again Pappenhuysen, Addo Carr. You're going to have Justin Olam again. The other center is Brenko Lee, maybe Remus Smith. In the centres, although they'll probably play Remus on the wing because he's fast and he's tall and they'll aim kicks at him. But then you've got Lume Lume or Remus Smith. Like, the, Jerome Hughes again, Cameron Munster. 
that hasn't changed their backline. If anything, like they haven't really lost that much because they can cover. Vunivalu is a bit of a loss, but they've got someone who's almost will develop into someone almost there, right? Then they've still got Finucane, they've got Kenny Bromwich, Felice Felice Kafusi, Jesse Bromwich, Nelson. I mean, geez, like you know, and then Harry Grant's replacing Cameron Smith. They will miss Cameron Smith, and Harry Grant. You're probably going to see how a Robbie Farah type of player would go in the Melbourne system. Yeah, he's he's definitely that more that type of player. Yeah. He was fantastic last year. Oh, I think he'll be great. I think they're one of the teams that can win it. I mean, it's as simple as that, really. I think there's only four of them. Um, uh, look, the four teams that I think can win it are Souths, Melbourne, the Panthers, and Canberra. Yep, look, I've got Melbourne in my top four for sure. I think Harry Grant, I read. I didn't read the extent of his injury, but he's injured. Um, and then they've got Brandon Smith to fill in. But I do think that Harry Grant will actually... He's a different player to Cam. Cam's old. He can control the tempo a little bit. But Harry Grant makes him a little bit more dynamic in attack. Not as controlled, but more dynamic. So I don't think things change. Jerome Hughes played really well yeah. last year. I don't think see anything changing, and I think they'll be in the top four, and they're one of, like you, my favourites to win the comp. All right, we're down, now down to the letter N with Newcastle. So we're up to the Knights. Now, this Newcastle made the top eight last year, but they were a very, very inconsistent team. I don't If they won two games in a row, I think they only did it once. Um, they are just... Just, I mean, and, and Adam O'Brien said some really tough, really interesting things towards the back end of last season that they weren't mentally tough enough. That's an interesting thing for the coach to say. He's also come out this this season, and 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 I quote here, and I quote Adam O'Brien because because actually, can I can I say something? I think Adam O'Brien is the most honest and has the most revealing quotes of any of the NRL coaches. He actually gives you an insight into what's going on with his team. This is his quote. We just ran out of gas in the end of the season. Uh, we just ran out of gas in the end, and I have some responsibility in that, making sure our group is as healthy as it can be towards the end of the year. On review, the region and players were happy with making the finals, and that's great, but at the same time, we were in the finals for 80 minutes, and it wasn't long enough. The way we went out will drive us through the summer. We want more. That is quite a revealing insight because he's hit... The fitness and the mentality in one quote. Yes. I, I found that really, really interest interesting. So I think he's the right guy to lead that club. I've got to be honest with you. The insights he gives are fantastic, and I think he's spot on. Now, they did have Bradman Best out last year, so he's almost like a new signing. Their new signings are Bailey Hodgson from, from Castleford, Dominic Young from Car- from Huddersfield. So they've, they've gone overseas to get a few of these players. Tyson Frizzell is going to be a big get for them on the left edge. They've got your your boy Sue from the Bulldogs. they got Jack Johns, second rower from the Rabbitohs, back to his dad's club, and Braden Musgrove. They have lost SASA. Andrew McCulloch has gone to the Dragons. Um, Matawa Tuti. Matautia. Matautia made it to St. Helens. Mason Lino, um, he's gone into weightlifting with Wakefield Trinity in the Super League in the UK. Power, powerlifting. Powerlifting, he's got that build. He was a tank, that guy, God. Tata Mogo is at the Rabbitohs. Aiden Guerra has retired with um, with the rest of the 40-year-old veterans, as has Tim Glasby. So their start is the Bulldogs, the Warriors, the Tigers, the Dragons, and the Titans. They could be 5-0, and the Newcastle team. Starting the comp, yeah, I don't know. Look, I had and I, and I and I like Connor Watson's coming back as well. He was he was injured as well, so you got Connor Watson, Bradman, Best. They're coming back. I think they're in that group now. I've got them just missing out on the eight, but but they're in that group, that middle group for me. This is another one of these groups of teams that are from 
six to like 12 that I had no idea where to place. I probably put the Titans in the, the top eight because I just enjoyed watching them play, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Knights make the finals again. I think Adam O'Brien's quote that you mentioned is interesting in terms of they were just happy to be winning after so many years where they sort of hadn't been or building up to that season. You know, they also played a lot of young guys. I think Tyson Frizzell makes them a little bit more dynamic in the back row for sure. I agree with that. And and Kalen Pong has got another year in year in him, so he could have a breakout. He's a, he's, you know, Kalen Pong has, reminds me a little bit of Jared Hay, not insofar as is he putting in the hard work because it comes in so naturally to him. I don't know. I just get that impression. He's such a laid back character. They've got they've got they kept Blake Green, so I think that'll help with the the organising. And by all accounts, Dominic Young is only nineteen. He's come from the UK and he's meant to be fantastic. So so we'll we'll see how he goes. He he'll probably play on the other side of the ruck. He'll play on the right side to to Bradman Best's left. So we'll see how he goes. A lot of the UK recruits have been quite good. Well, that's the thing, right? They're picking now. The NRL teams are picking off the young talent from the Super League, which is really good to see. So anybody who's sort of got a lot of potential. Well, was I was really a fan player. of NRL buying Super League. Oh yeah, you, you know that rumor that yep. I, I thought that would have been a good purchase. I think I think we've got to stop looking at the NRL as a separate an international entity sport. Yeah, you know what the NRL is? The NRL is the equivalent of the NFL. Yes, it's by far the biggest sport and domestic competition for its sport in the world, and it's almost like the NFL. It needs to own the system, the infrastructure and the system so it can sell the game overseas. I don't disagree with that. I think um, so we can talk about that another time, but that's an interesting concept, and I think um, it almost needs to become the rugby league body and work with the internationals to try and grow the game. Correct. Um, in terms of the, the Knights, I had no idea where to place them. I love Ponga. I think Ponga is sensational. I think he needs a lot more space. If the game opens up a little bit more, I think Caelan Ponga might run right this year if there's a lot more gaps. Yeah. Um, in terms of just his balance, his speed, he's, he's just got everything right. But their team, again, like they had, you know, Jaden Braley's not a bad hooker. Tex Hoy showed a little bit of something he did, last he year. Did, he did. I mean, if Caelan Ponga's out, I think Tex Hoy will be the fullback. Yeah. I mean, he's got explosive speed. Kurt Mann, I think, had a good year. Mitch Pearce. You got the inconsistent Mitch Pierce. What an off season. We didn't touch on that oh, either. Yeah. What is can I just say? Can I just say I can't believe I forgot that. NRL players. Don't get if married. If you are getting married, if you are getting married, the concept of marriage is a commitment to the other person, okay? For people getting married. If you don't want to spend the rest of your life with a person and you want to fool around, do not get married. It is not the concept of marriage. It's such <laughs> I mean I'm very not. I'm very not judgmental, but Jesus, Mitchell, my you're, God, you're the least judgmental person I know. I, that's what I love most about you. You're a great bloke in that way, but you just cannot. It's stupidity. It oh, is yeah. stupidity. What Come. about doing it like four days before the wedding? That's what, what I mean. Like, what, what the hell's doing? wrong with you, dude? I'll do it three weeks before. I don't know a year before, but a few days before. Probably a sign that maybe he thought he was making the wrong decision. Doing it when you're marrying one of the best friends of one of your club mates' wives and texting a club employee oh, like that. Do you know what? Who knows? It just. Are you sure the picture of him wasn't with your cat? He's got he's got a, he's got form on this one as well. You know what's funny about that whole situation is you you mentioned the web in terms of around the whole Mitch Pierce saga. And this is about right or wrong. You wonder how that is going to impact some of the team. You Hopefully it wouldn't. Oh, wow, that's a good point. Really that's good point. That's something that can actually throw things off. And, you know, footy's such a tough game that 
if you're off and you know you kind of you don't want to tackle and put your body on the line do you want do you want my controversial opinion on that that could have e- easily been handled in house i think the club leaked that because they want to pay him less he's not a million dollar halfback I don't think that's controversial. Nothing would surprise me these days. There's a lot of sort of tactics like that. that There's a reason. The media the media and the clubs are in very, very tight. And so Buzz Rothfield, Paul Kent, Andrew Webster, they're getting their information from the clubs. Yeah. From the player agents. And, and often it's a deliberate leak. So I think it wasn't great what he did, but I also think the fact that it got played out in public and affected his mental health is not great. No, and it's I think, not. And I think, there's, I think there's an element that they did it to, I mean, I feel worse for the poor girl that was marrying him, but I think there's an element of me that's a cynic and says it was played out in public so Newcastle could lower the asking price on his contract renewal. I think that's not far-fetched. I, again, like we're there joking a little bit about the, the situation, but, you know, people are hurt. And to be honest, as a fan, I don't really want to read that stuff. That's their own private matter to sort out. I don't think it should be played out in public, to be quite honest, because it's not about Mitchell Pearce only, you know, anyway. So, but I just think they've they've got a good seventeen, and they've got that flash of talent with you know Ponga. I saw Stafford Toa was really good towards the back end of the year. Again, a youngster that was finding his feet. Connor Watson, like you said, back Tuala, I thought showed a lot of promise. You know, you know Connor Watson, Connor Watson, and Cam McInnes, they're, they're like prototypical hookers. There's this tough. They could almost play second row, right? They're tough. They're yeah, they're that type of yeah. they're that type of player, right? So, sorry, seventh to twelfth, anywhere near there. I think that middle middle group is up for grabs. So, and another team in the middle group, the New Zealand Warriors. The Warriors have got a new coach in Nathan Brown. Now he's got a great, uh, despite all the criticism Nathan Brown gets, he does know how to rebuild a roster. He does, and they have, of course, got. The man with the least amount of agendas in rugby league, Phil Gould. Phil Gould. His coach is helping oh, out God. there. And the good thing about Phil is he's got no agendas. He doesn't hold a grudge. He's very open to new ideas. So do you think that Cooper Cronk is the new Phil Gould? He had back surgery over the off-season. So, Phil, we wish you a speedy, speedy recovery. I don't think he'll be ready with Rabs for round one. And Rabs will be going around. I, I think I'm going to retire before Rabs does, but... I think so. Well, no, no, I think I, the rumour is that Channel 9's not going to renew the contract, that it's going to be Channel 7 next year. That, so, well, that's it. That's, I, I and think I think so. if Channel 7 do it, every time a new channel takes over the TV rights, they freshen it up, and they should. I agree. I, I, agree. I, don't, th- I don't think there's any doubt. I think if you're, a, if you're a rugby league or an AFL or a cricket fan, the three big sports in Australia, I, I mean... Again, might might be controversial. You might not always agree with the opinion or the way that it's covered, but the fact that they do such wall to wall coverage, the, the home of those sports is now Fox Sports. I mean, it's Foxtel. Yes, it is. That's right. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I'll, I'll tell you the smoky for the for the TV rights. SBS. I think Foxtel could bid. No, Foxtel could bid for the TV rights and do what they've done with some of the netball and some of the supercars and put some of those games on KO for free. And that, that gets around the anti-siphoning rules because it's available for free to everybody. Anyway, that's got nothing to do with the New Zealand Warriors. Very interesting develop, possible development, to be honest, but we'll move on to the Warriors. That's a smoky, so we'll cover that off as we go through the season. They've got Ben Murdoch, Masilla from Warrington, Kane Evans, who stayed on with them from the Eels, Ewan Aitken, Adam Fanua Blake is a fantastic signing, Ilyasa Ratuva from Rugby Union, good player from Rugby Union, Marcelo Montoya, who I think, will be good for them. Bailey Sirinan from the Rabbitohs. They've lost Lachlan Bird, Lachlan Bird, Lachlan Burr, Isaiah Papali, Tana Milne, Patrick Herbert, Nathaniel Roach to the Eels, Ignatius Parsi to St. Helens, Adam Kieran to the Roosters. Who, who remember, he was he, he was a Bulldogs junior, Adam Kieran. 
Yeah, he was. And he was a half. And then he got a high hat trick in the centres yep. last year, remember, on, on his debut. Yes. Adam Blair um, has retired. <laughs> God, I can't believe some of these players are still running around. It's amazing. Jared Beal's retired as well. Their first five games are the Titans, the Knights, the Raiders, the Roosters, the Seagulls. Two of Arsashek is going to Rugby Union in 2022. I don't think he had a fantastic season last year, two of Arsashek. He was homesick. We could see this coming. We were talking about this mid-season last year about him going to Rugby Union. They did so well. They were so spirited. They, they kept the comp going by coming over here. They're going to do the same again this year. They've said it's only till July, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's the whole season. I'm struggling on where to place the New Zealand Warriors. I think they're in the middle group, but my sense is they'll be to the back half of that middle group. They have got your favourite two halves in the comp, in Cody Nikarima and Chanel Harris-Tavita, yes. who in attack are absolutely bloody magic. They are. And they may as well not be on the field in defence. That's okay. Just sub them in and out. I don't care. So so it's not NFL. You can't just oh, you sub, can't them, do sub them for defensive sets. Damn it. They need to change the rules. I'm writing a letter to Peter Volandis. Another fan email. By all accounts, Ben Murdoch Masilla, who they got from Warrington, yep. is, -Tiger. Was, was superb was superb in Super League. So He Ben Murdoch Masilla is probably one of those guys again, I think the too much too soon came in through the Tigers. He was, you know, meant to be the bee's knees sort of went okay, and it's probably good that he's gone to the Super League and he's, by all reports, he's, like you say, really developed and come on and become like an elite forward. So he's going to be a good pickup for... Um, and They've got better depth this year with some of their signings. They, they do. I, I do struggle where to put these guys. So they have to borrow players. I don't think they'll be in that position this year, but, I, but I, I've got them in the back half of that pack. In my in my opinion, they're clearly above the Bulldogs in no particular order. The Bulldogs, the Broncos, Saints, and and the Tigers. I think probably there are thereabouts as well. And then I've got basically the rest in a pack, uh, other than the top six. I am interested to see where they go. Again, I think, like you say, they are in that sort of area where they're anywhere between eighth and sort of twelfth or thirteenth. There are yeah, they were very range. hard for me to to place. They're one of these teams where I think at full strength... For them, for me, they're, they're very similar to the Tigers for me. You know, once they have a couple of, I don't know, maybe... You get injuries, but I think the, the people coming in, they can do a job for you, but that's going to keep you on the fringe of the eight, not necessarily win you games. But at full strength, you know, you've got, what, RTS. You're going to have Fusitua and Maumalo, who they missed last year. Dynamic, tall rangy wingers Hiku in the centres who really came on towards the end of the year and really played fantastically well Peter Hiku their other centre I mean you and Aiken Peter Hiku may be the angriest man the oh, most niggly player in the comp yeah he could uh, be the most niggly player in the comp but he niggled everybody towards the end of the year everybody really his own well. teammates own, yeah. the referee yeah, everybody right <laughs> everyone, everyone the coaches he niggled everybody and, and this is the thing with their team you and Aiken sort of embodies some of their team where he's you and Aiken, I think, he's solid, he's tough, he's strong, but he's just a good, solid centre. He's not a game-breaker or anything like that. He does a job for you, right? So, But then their halves, if they can keep things solid and let T Harris Tavita and Nikarima run wild, they can create danger everywhere. And, you know, and their forward pack does a job. But to me, like, you look at their team, if they have a good season, they might sneak into eighth, maybe. They're still on that fringe, I, I just can't. Oh, yeah, they are on that fringe. I just can't see them making the eight. No. All other things being equal for me, are they going to be better than the Titans? Titans, Cowboys, Cronulla, 
and Newcastle. I just don't know that they're going to be better than those teams. Only if they're, I suppose, they're attacking players have brilliant seasons. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. It depends on the rules as well. What we don't know is how these teams are going to attack. Now, the rules should actually favour New Zealand. So that, that could be the one thing that gets them in the eight. If it's free-flowing, fast league, what you're going to see is you're going to see what you saw in Super League in 97, which is the blowouts are going to continue. And when teams get downhill, they get a few six against to go, six against back to back, then they score and, and the game's gone. It's 24-0 before you know it. And you're chasing the game and it's hard to yeah. hard to get it back. And that type of football traditionally favours the New Zealand Warriors. It does. But, you know, they've got Tohu Harris, Nick Arim. I think I'm looking for, for them to really take a step forward. And last year they did amazingly well. Is RTS, Nick Arima and Harris Tevita and Peter Hiku need to really play at the top of their game for most of the season. And I think the addition of Busutua and Malmalo being back makes them far more dynamic in attack. But that remains to be seen. But they, they can't afford those guys to sort of be off their game in any way. So, yeah, anyway, I fringe of the eight for me, but I'm looking forward to watching Cody Nicarima play and Chanel Harris-Tavita. And and luckily, they're in Australia now, so you can stalk them too. So Yes, and when they're when they're defending, then I'll just go um, have, a, have a drink of water or have a snack. Just, just cold shower. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. Moving on to North, the North Queensland Cowboys. This is another team I had. You could easily convince me bottom four. You could easily convince me seventh. Todd Payton, I think, is a good coach. I think he did a great job with the Auckland Warriors or the New Zealand Warriors last year. They they don't have too many signings. They Lachlan Burr, Kane Bradley, Javid Bowen. Um, none of whom I know except Lockie Burr, obviously. Oh, but Lachlan Burr is a good, solid sort of player to have in your squad. Javid Bowen, speed machine, right? From they used to have, they used to have him anyway, and he's um he's come back. Obviously, they pinched him back from the Queensland Cup. Yeah. So departures though, John Asiata, which I get, like he was a nah, he was this. He's okay to lose. And and like because they could never find the role for him, right? Gavin Cooper retired. Amazed Gavin Cooper's still running around as well. Tom Opacic. So he is not great in attack. But remember last year, what I said to you. Actually, centre. You spend more. You spend more money on your wingers because they give you attack and they take the first hit up. And when you're managing your salary cap, you don't actually need great attacking centres. It's not like the old days. You just need a really, really good defensive centre because that is where you get caught out the most. Look at Melbourne. Like either, either the either the left or right shoulder. Yeah. Of, of the centre, right? Yep. Look at With Melbourne. With Branko Lee. Yeah. yeah. No, well, they cover for him, right, because of their attitude. But the thing is, Olam was just tough. well, not really, not really. Where they cover is they cover. On the inside, like remember that ga- remember that game where they got it got away from them, and he had to move him off the field. He moved him yep. last year, so it's it's. I mean, Penrith didn't do enough of this in the grand final to isolate Brenko Lee, and neither did New South Wales. But that's we're not talking about Brenko Lee. But that's why Tom Opacic for actually Para is going to be important. But we're previewing the North Queensland Cowboys yep. before I go into Para because we're going to go to Para next, and I'm going to go on a rant then. So they were the Cowboys were ordinary last year. Um, Jonathan Thurston, the missing of Jonathan Thurston was 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 really impactful. They've got a great stadium up there. Um, they should improve. Valentine Holmes was their big signing last year. Struggled. Oh yeah. He was carrying too much pud. It takes a, a season to get back into rugby league shape after the NRL. Absolutely. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's gonna be great this year at fullback. Michael Morgan, he has fallen off a cliff in the last three years. Yeah, he's, I don't know if he's done. Or he's just had a rough trot with injuries in and out. This is a big year for him because he had a shocker 
in defence last year, and he gave them very little in attack other than a couple of games. So I think it's a huge season for Michael Morgan. Huge season for Michael Morgan. By all accounts, everyone keeps saying, you know, the euphemism, oh, they, they were sick of hearing Paul Green's voice. Um, so we'll see if Todd, Todd Payton's voice is any better for the... For the players well, up there. I think to be honest, I think part of that issue. Look, I watched Paul Green. I don't think it's hearing his voice. I think it's as the game was evolving. I think he was still stuck with what got him that early success four or five years ago. And the players know it's not working. So it's it's hearing the same tactic over and over with no openness to change anything. Because I felt the Cowboys have struggled for a long time because they played the same way. They haven't changed anything. I think they're going to go through a, a, a rebuild after this year. I, I, they've got a lot of players coming off contract. The mm. one player I think is going to have a great season is Scotty Drinkwater. Okay. Yeah, I think I think he's a good player. He's out of the Melbourne system. I think he'll suit the style of play that, that Todd Payton wants to play. And Tabua Fidel was, was the hammer. <laughs> he was great. How good was he to watch? Fantastic. So, yeah. So... Um, so can I can I just give you another quote from Todd Payton, another one who's a really great interview. I don't, you know, he gave a great interview on NRL three hundred and sixty about about what he was doing in terms of his coaching career. He is a great interview and yeah. the best looking coach in the NRL for sure. That's because you. you I don't you look keep like him. Yourself, I you don't. Look like him. I don't. Yeah, that's the only reason. No, he's better looking than me. So, but he's the best looking coach in the NRL. Continue. Okay, that's amazing. Hard hitting analysis from G. We're back in form now. This is his quote. I want to peel back the structure and the mindset that we've been stuck in here for a little while. It's about getting our eyes up, reacting to ruck speed and capitalizing on opportunities that may present themselves rather than sitting back, waiting for the next play. That's going to take a little bit of time. I understand that. But that's our philosophy moving forward as coaches. So what that means for the listeners out there is the new rules, North Queensland didn't adapt to them. They kept trying to play block plays and they kept trying to adjust to it and they got caught out for it. Yeah. So they've got to play eyes up football, play what's in front of them, and that's going to take a little while to coach the or give them the freedom to, to play what's in front of them and get, get that structure out of them. It if is. You, if, if you like. Yeah. So I think I think they will have... You look at their team, Jason Tamalolo, the battering ram. Um, so, But, but I, I think they'll be in the bottom half of that middle group. Uh, another team that I found really hard to place. What, what are your thoughts on the North Queensland Cowboys? I honestly have no idea with the Cowboys team. They've got talent, but the talent was very poor last year. I thought they've been terrible for a number of years. I just, as I said earlier before, that's a, none of what Todd Payton said surprised me at all. They used to use Tom Malolo just basically through the middle of the fringe, try to get yards and play a very structured style of footy. And once teams figure you out or you don't quite have the game breakers, you know, you're easy to defend. So it made it very hard for them to win games. With Todd Payton's comments, he's exactly what I'd love as a coach if I'm playing. It, he's he's basically not only is he good looking, you love him. Of course. So he's telling you, hey, you know what? Why don't you just get a mirror and just talk to yourself? Isn't that the same thing? Not quite. No, he, I don't have the blue eyes like Todd. That's that's the difference. Right? I can, I'll get your contacts. So if anyone's listening in, can you ship us some contacts with G? Oh, wear? good idea. That's a great idea. You should take a photo too. But he's going to allow them to play some football and actually play off the cuff but I'm with you I think Valentine Holmes is going to be far more dynamic this year because simply because of the training Eason Masters has talent yet yeah, last year he was horrible he was way overweight he was beating on beating in defense constantly he was better for the Tigers the year before he's not a bad player he looks far trimmer he looks slimmer I'm expecting him to either show that you know last year wasn't an aberration the hammer's still there 
I'm expecting Tuomalolo to drop a few kilos and play a lot more on the fringe, which allows them to be far more dangerous when they're attacking. I think it's very hard. I think it's very hard to switch from the middle to the fringe. I think often that's a one-way journey. Now, Jason Tomalolo is good enough to do that, so there's obviously exceptions to every rule. But it's very, it's if you look at players throughout their career, they go fringe to the middle, not middle to the fringe. Yeah, it's very hard. And this is the part that I am struggling with. Like I'm with you. I think drink water towards the back end of the year, when they basically said, "Fuck it, we're going to lose every game anyway. We're coming last." So they they started to play football. He started to come into his own a lot more towards the end of the year. So they they have a decent side. I think they'll improve for sure. I don't know if he's going to have enough time to switch their mentality. I think it'll probably take a season or two. I think I'm expecting improvement, but again, I don't see them making the eight, but they might be 12th, 13th, or they might challenge just on the fringe. I don't see them getting in, but I think they'll improve from last year for sure, without a doubt. All right, let's move on to uh, my venting hour. Settle in as I talk about the mighty Parramatta Eels. Now, 2020 was an interesting season for us, right? The whole Michael Jennings thing, we got pumped by Souths by more they they put thirty-eight point more than thirty-eight points on us within twice within six weeks. We went out in straight sets. We were the best team in the comp for the first nine weeks. We beat the Panthers, although the Panthers played better and we just scored a few tries in that six minutes in the second half down the right edge. Wonga Blake defensively fell apart as the season went on. And and as a result, we you know, we finished in the top five now, three out of the last four years. And it's really now a point where we've got to decide what kind of we, we, we need to take this further is my is my opinion as a fan and looking outside in and so it, it pleases me that they've turned the roster over a little bit this is the biggest roster overhaul in a few years there's 11 player new players Keegan Hipgrave Bryce Cartwright who by all accounts was training the bloody house down before he got hurt Michael Oldfield from the Raiders Tom Opacic from the Cowboys who I think will be a great signing defensively shores us up a little bit Isaiah Papali from the Warriors will get a lot of game time this this year. Joey Lussick's back to give us a bit of cover through the hooker position. Nathaniel Roach, who's in the development squad, and Tim Laffey is basically cover in... He's only registered for Canterbury Cup at the moment. We've lost Kane Evans, Andrew Davey, George Jennings, Stefano Utakamanu to the Tigers, who's a great player. I think he'll be great for the Tigers, and we'll cover him off there. Brad Takarangi and Jay Field have gone to the UK. Daniel Alvaro's gone to the Dragons. Jamin Salmon's gone to the Panthers. I think he'll give them decent coverage. Reese Davies was released. David Gower retired and Penny Terepo retired. So, look, Brad Arthur has done a great job there, but it is time for us to get over the, the hump. Big season for Dylan Brown as well. Dylan, I think Dylan Brown and Sean Lane are switching sides. So they're going to go over to the right side of the field. And Mitchell Moses and Ryan Madison are going to go to the other side of the field to shore the team up. Uh, because of that, right sides had had quite a bit of changes with the centre, both centres effectively, with Michael Jennings and Wonga Blake being being problematic in defence. So, but our problem as the season went on was the good teams could score on us because our defence was great for the whole season, and it was a lot of cover defence and tough tackling and and really great attitude in defence. But they teams got around us. The good teams worked us out towards the end of the season, and our attack became very predictable because Mitchell Moses was overcalling. He was overcalling for the ball, and the teams leaned that way at the ruck, right? So if he went right or left, they, they knew which way to go. So Dylan Brown's going to be really important. The, the, the ball's got to go 50. Not, not, maybe not 50-50, but it's got to be a more even spread from Reed Marnie at hooker. 
And if that happens, you know, Blake Ferguson, Mike Acevo off contract this year, um, and Nathan Brown's another one that we need to re-sign. So this is a really, really important season for us. I think we're in the top six. I think we're one of the six best teams. I don't have us in the top four. I don't think we're as good as Souths. I don't think we're as good as Melbourne, Canberra, or the Panthers. But if a few things go our way, then I could see us making making the top four. That's that's the optimistic view. The pessimistic view is it all falls apart and we slip out of the eight. Clint Gutherson is another smoky for me to win the win the Dalian. But but if we lose a few games, we've got first few games are the Broncos, the Storm, the Sharks, the Tigers, and the Dragons. So we've got a relatively easy start to the season but if we drop a couple of those games that we should win then i could i could see the pressure building up i think your comment about the pressure is quite interesting because i think that that's a key thing is that they are under pressure people are expectant i think if they do get off to a really sluggish start it will sort of basically compound the pressure on brad arthur and the players i don't think that's warranted but i think you can see that kind of happening for me, I actually think the Eels, I had them, I wasn't sure whether they were top four or just outside it. I think they're, they're one of the top six for me, for sure. I think Definitely they're well balanced. Too. I think they've they've shed players in the right area and kind of replaced them with dynamic back rowers and forwards. I feel like now they're a lot more, um, and, and they went this way last year, they're a lot more mobile. And Bryce Cartwright, as much as people want to say he's had a rough trot, you know, partly self-inflicted, he can add so much to this side by just his ball playing on the fringes. He, he's like a 5'8 in a second rower's body, gangly second rower's body, and he adds further skill. For me, the only question I still have is a little bit of their speed in the back, back line is what worries me the most. Um, but other than that, I just think they're so well balanced across the field that I think they'll win, they'll beat most of the teams. But for me, it's a really important Blake Ferguson comes back in really good shape and he's adds some that keeps that speed and size. Clint Gutherson really sort of plays a style that doesn't let his lack of speed impact his um, his effect on the game. His involvement is his involvement is off the chart. And he hits the ball moving constantly. So he's not going to get the ball standing start from a standing start usually. He's always in movement. So you're already at a certain speed. But they've got Sean Lane on the on the fringe. Ryan Madison is fantastic. You know, Mitch Moses, I still rate. I think last year, like you said, I think he wanted to show people he could win the big, big game, so to speak, and probably overdid it. I think he's a lot better when he picks his spots more. He doesn't need to organise so much. Dylan Brown got injured. I think that really hampered him. But I'm expecting Dylan Brown to sort of take another step up and take a little bit more control this year. But, you know, Regan Campbell-Gillard, if he's at his best, you've got a mobile prop. Oregon Confuci was good. You know, um, Sivo's still there. He'll probably be a little bit better. Nia Kore. Um, Tom Opacic adds again a little bit more on that fringe. You know, Keegan Hipgrave is a good back um, back rower prop hybrid. They've got a very, very strong team across the park. Jordan Rankin shores up and Joey Lussick shores up that hooker spot as well. Yeah. So they've covered that aspect. I just don't know. Michael Jennings is getting older. Is do they have the speed in the centers and on the wings to capitalize on the the impact that the rest of the team is going to have? That's my only question on them, but I think they'll be in the top six for sure, maybe just outside the top four. But I think they're a good side; they're going to be there, and we'll see how they go. All right, well, we'll see how my beloved Eels go. 
this is what Clint Gutherson said about the season. It's probably one of the biggest turnovers I've seen in a long time at this club. It's good for us. It freshens it up. We've got a lot of young kids coming in who are energetic and ready to learn. It makes us older guys look at that, and it makes training fun. So there, he's clearly said nothing there about the season. But um, I actually think, as I said last year, I th- actually think Jake Arthur, Brad Arthur's son, will be the long-term halfback for the Parramatta Eels. So he, he can't be more than a year or two away. And I always and I think Mitchell Moses might be a stopgap signing until he's ready to play first grade. So we'll see how all that plans out. Now, the Penrith Panthers. I've got a few opinions on the Panthers. For those of you that are regular listeners will know, I went to the grand final and had a bet with my wife that I let her off the hook on. So um, I think the Panthers had a relatively easy regular season draw last year. They travelled the least out of all of the clubs. This will be much more of a normal season travel-wise. So it'll be interesting to see. And I think what they'll do is they'll have a, a worse regular season. I don't think they'll be the minor premiers, but I think they'll time their run to be better at the business end of the season. They've done exactly what I said in our final pod last year. They're going to bring in the 1991 grand final jersey as a special edition jersey this year and really have that theme about them after they lost that grand final to Canberra in 1990 and came back. Now, I think they're red hot for the premiership, but I don't think they'll be minor premiers. I think they will have... I I think Nathan Cleary is probably the Dally M favourite as we sit here right now. He probably should have won it last year, although Jack Whiten was fantastic for the Canberra Raiders. So... In their ins are Robert Jennings, Matt Eisenhuth, Jamin Salmon, Scott Sorensen, Paul Momorowski. A lot of edge players there. A lot of back rowers and edges. Well, it's, they're all edges. They're not. They're not props. They're not. They're not players who play through the middle. They, they've lost uh, departures are Jack Hetherington, Caleb Aikens, James Tama, Josh Mansour was very famously let go because of the salary cap problems. Zane Tedavano, Dane Laurie, Dean Ware, Dean Blore, Malachi Wateni Zalesniak. Pat Hollis and Braden McGrady. So they actually lost quite a few players. The salary cap's starting to bite. Um, they nearly came back and were within one possession of tying it when Melbourne were down to 11 and the last tackle in the grand final. So they were very, very close. They won, how many was it in the end? Did they win 17 in a row in the end? Yeah, they did. Unbelievable. They're in the top four for me. I think they'll be there right at the business end of the season. I don't think they'll be as good in the regular season as they were. Having said that, um, they do, again, have one of the easiest draws They in the comp. They've got the Cowboys, the Bulldogs, the Storm, the Seagulls, and the Raiders in their first five games. Um, so what are your thoughts on the mighty Penny Panthers? They, they had some off-season controversy as well, right? So I just think, again, I think they're too talented across the field and they have too much speed. They played at a tempo that allowed them to really just blow teams away, and I don't see them missing the top four at all. I think they're another contender. No, I agree. I do think Dane Laurie, I'm surprised. I, I, I would have rather kept Dane Laurie, to be honest, than um, Dylan Edwards. And I mentioned that last year. I just think he adds... Jury's out on Dylan Edwards. Yeah. Jury's I... out. His stats are good. His stats are good. But the eye test, I'm just not sure he's impacting the game as well as as well as some of the other fullbacks. That's there. If he has a really big season, Dylan Edwards, they're going to be very hard to stop the Panthers. I think so. I think that's their one... It's not even a weakness. I think he benefits a lot from the strength of the side, and he is a good addition. But if this, uh, the rest of the side's kind of struggling, he's not a fullback that's going to really do anything for you. So I think that's their one little weakness. But having said that, they blew everyone off the park. And it's only when the games get really tight, which is at the back end of the semis. But their team is just 
so strong. Well, I think Brent Naden might be their long-term fullback. I mean, we went through their 2017 Jersey Fleet team and well, New South Wales Cup team, it might have been at the time, but I mean, he, he came through, Brent Naden came through as a fullback Which, through the ranks, right? Charlie Staines is probably the guy you want, but they're probably playing on the wing, I'd imagine, this year before. I think I think he's, I think think he's. he'll stay on the right edge, is my, my sense. I, th- I, I thought he showed enough last year that you'd play him. I think so, and I think that, that, that allows, him, allows them to blood him in first grade. Momorowski is a good player. He is, but he's very slight, so so his position will be interesting. He could, he could, depending on how they play, he could be the Dylan Edwards. Yeah, but Robert, you know, they got Robert Jennings, they got um, Jamin Salmon, who's, I think, underutilised at the Eels. I, I actually liked him. Jamin Salmon, good back rower, good ball-playing ability, which if you look at the way they play in attack, they've got those ball players on the fringes, the Panthers. And that's what they were obviously recruiting for. But same thing, like they got Matt Burden now to fill in, probably as a centre. They've still got Stephen Crichton, who should take it to another level. Fisher Harris, for me, is the best prop in the comp. Kikau, Coruscant, you know, Spencer Linu will be better. Luai. Isaiah Yeo was fantastic last year for them. Staines. Crichton's, the contract saga for Stephen Crichton, of course, the, the alleged drug issue for Brent Naden and all that sort of stuff was 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 tough off-season for them. Not as bad as TikTok. No, it's not. But, you know, Liam Martin had a great season. They, they've still great got season. all that great season. talent across the field, but in every position. And they're still fast fast and agile across the field. And I think with the rule changes, it'll probably suit them again. And whether teams can sort of catch up to them will be interesting to see. But they filled in well, Robert Jennings. And I don't disagree. I think the way they let Josh Mansell go wasn't good. But I think his impact was sort of waning a little bit. So I, I can sort of see the move. I can understand the move. Um, and Tamau, again, getting along, they've replaced him with someone who's younger and more agile. And they can even withstand injuries if, say, you know, Nathan Cleary goes down for a few games or Luai goes down for a few games. They've got the ability to put players in place that will um, fill a hole and keep them sort of floating until they come back. And that's why they haven't let go of um, Burden because they see him as that Mr. Fix-It in terms that's of right. a back row or a centre or a, a, a half should someone get injured. So for me, Panthers... I don't think they're going to be as dominant as last year. That's my gut feel, but they'll definitely be incredibly strong and make the top. Okay, moving along now to (laughs) the poor St. George Illawarra Dragons. All right, they've got Poasa Famasuli from the Roosters coming in. Jack Bird, let's hope Jack Bird's over his injury concerns. He could be great signing for them if he is. Andrew McCulloch, so a lot of sense in replacing your best player, heart and soul of the club. Um... Cameron McInnes, who's, who's been there through thick and thin with a 31-year-old ageing hooker. Now, the reason they've brought him in is they played all through the juniors. Ben Hunt, Corey Norman, and Andrew McCulloch were the spine coming through the Broncos system. So they have played together for years and years and years, and they were coached by Anthony Griffin in the juniors, and that is why they've signed them, fans. It's not because of any other reason than the combinations. So I know some of the Dragons fans were up in arms. They've also got Daniel Alvaro from the Eels. They have lost Tyson Frizzell. I think that'll be a big loss. Ewan Aitken, Jason Saab, James Graham, who obviously went to St. Helens and is now retired. Although it's been a few years since James Graham's had the same impact. Um, Tristan Saylor's going through some off-field issues. Corbin Sims has gone to Hull KR. Jacob Host to the Rabbitohs and Joe Lovadua has been released. They've got the Sharks, Cowboys, Sea Eagles, Knights and Eels which on paper doesn't look like an enormously difficult draw, but I think they have the potential to lose all those games. I'm not sure how Anthony Griffin's going to go. This has been a 
dramatic and long fall, and a very quick fall actually for the Dragons. They were leading the 2018 competition from the opening round until a month before the finals, and they, they basically haven't had anything to celebrate since then. Um, they had a gritty finals exit that year. Adam, If you remember, Adam Reynolds kicked those three field goals. I've got them coming last. There's no other way to put it. I think whilst on paper they might be good, I still think they've got a lot of issues. I don't know that they're going to fix all of those in one season. I'm not a believer in Ben Hunt at half and Corey Norman at 5-8. And they've got one of the tougher draws as well. They're playing 12 of last year's top eight teams. So they play the... Their run home is the Rabbitohs twice, the Panthers, the Roosters, the Raiders, and the Cowboys. So they're not going to get a lot of love out of the last six games of the season. Um, and they're away to the Sharks, the Roosters, the Rabbitohs, Raiders, Tigers, Bulldogs, Seagulls, and Cowboys. So they got a lot of travel in front of them as well. Jack DeBellin remains out as his court case is, is being, being done. Um, Zach Lomax was fantastic last year. Great player, light at the end of the tunnel for them. And, and by all accounts, Jaden Sullivan's the, the the future half, along with Adam Clune. That's the that's the Dragons for me. I I don't I have got them coming last. I don't think they'll come last. I think they've got a little bit of spirit in them to some degree. Did really? Did, where was that spirit in the Charity Shield against Souths? They were absolutely disgraceful. I knew. Look, new coach. I think Souths is on a different level altogether. I don't think they're any good, but I think the new coach will positively impact players like Norman Ben Hunt. You know, I think Dufty will, again... Dufty, I think, on his own... Great player. He was fantastic. Right? Will allow them to win against some of the teams around them. What's different from last year to this year for you that gives you this confidence? I don't think they're better. Players are kind of the same, same. Like, and they, they are where they are. Like, Jordan Pereira, I like. He's solid, but he's never going to be more than solid. Well, it's Jack Bird. Jack Bird's the only... the only If, if he's fit and he plays at centre uh, on the other side to Zach Lomax, then... There's, look, there's a, there's a few X factors. Jaden um, Tarek Sims was terrible last year. If he's on his game, it makes a huge difference. I think Zach Lomax will get better. Got it. Anthony Griffin's not a technical coach. He's like in the Phil Gould mold. He's the, come on, guys, I'm going to motivate you. Go out there. and, and oh, I'm not sure that's going to cut it in this day and age. Maybe not. But having said that, his playmakers are veterans now. Matt Dufty's probably always wanted somebody to say, hey, I really believe in you, go out there and play your game. So is, is Andrew McCulloch better than Cameron McInnes? No. He's getting older, and that's the bit that I'm not sure about. I always thought Andrew McCulloch was a poor man's Cameron Smith and incredibly underrated for most of his career. I don't, I don't think he's better than Cameron McInnes. I don't know if he's better than Cameron McInnes. He's a different... And, and Ben Hunt was played his best football last year at Hooker and has for the last two or three years. And Corey Norman had a terrible season last year. You could see games where Corey Norman was motivated and he actually made a difference on the field. And this is the only difference that I can see is that maybe Griffin and those old connections kind of sparks up Norman and Hunt and gives them a little bit more confidence and Dufty. And if it doesn't? If it doesn't, I think they're then really going to struggle, like really struggle because they just don't have the talent across the field. I'm just... I don't think they're going to be blown away, but I, I don't... I can't... I, I've got them coming last. No, I'm that. probably a bit more optimistic in terms of Griffin will, will spark them up a little bit, and but I think they'll be in the bottom three. I, they just don't have the talent anymore. Well, we'll come to our rankings in a second. So we move on now to Souths, yep. who are one of the favourites for the season. I think Souths look fantastic this season. Jay Arrow, Jacob Host, Tane Mill, Tatawa Moga, Josh Mansour and Benji Marshall. They've got a bit of experience in what they've recruited. Wayne's last year... They've lost James Roberts, who had his own issues. Corey Allen, Bailey Siren, and Jack Johns, Joseph Suwali, 
who was paying being paid less by the Roosters by all accounts the under course. the salary sombrero. The the Storm game in Melbourne's going to be an absolute cracker, and then they've got the Sea Eagles, Roosters, Bulldogs, Broncos. They look great across the park. They were playing. They were probably the second best team leading into the grand final last year. Like they were playing great footy towards the end of the season, and I thought they were going to get that. You know. Well, I didn't think... Who did they have in the qualifying semi? They had Melbourne, didn't they? No, they played the Panthers. They played the Panthers. So I think they'll be there or thereabouts. I, I think they look really, really good. And I think a lot of it's going to come down to, for me, is going to come down to um, Adam Reynolds and his running game. He's kicking games without question. He's probably got the best, He's probably the best kicking, kicking halfback in the comp. I also think Damian Cook's got to have a better season than he had last year. But but if, if those things happen... Benji can help Adam Reynolds a little bit on the attack side. I, I think I think they could be in for a really really good season. Look, I think Benji is a good pickup, especially as a as a as a fringe half that can fill in. He's not there. He, well, that's right. He's a backup half, right? What more could you want? This is the role we were saying. Why weren't people picking him up for last year? He's just not a starting half anymore. But it makes sense, right? Because if if um, Corey Cody Walker, who I absolutely love, goes down, or you've got you know Reynolds goes down, they've got someone that can come in and do a pretty decent job. Cody Walker plays the best eyes-up football in the comp. He's, he's amazing. These rules suit him. Like, if, if if there's broken field, if the defensive line, if it's if he's not forced to play block play, structure, get it to the middle of the field, go left, go right, that sort of stuff, if he's allowed to play what's in front of him, he could be the best eyes-up footballer in the comp. I agree. I, I, look, for me, they're in the top four. I think it's without a doubt. They have the same team. Latrell Mitchell's back, and if he's fit and ready to go... He just makes them far more dynamic. They've got Gagai, they've got Campbell Graham, Cook. Like you say, Reynolds has got one of the best kicking games. They've got Murray. They've got Jackson Paulo, who did a really good job. They've got Jaden Sua, who I think is really good. And Alex Johnston, who who plays that wing position that gives him that speed. Oh, he was brilliant, wasn't he? He was much better as a winger than a fullback. Yeah, I've got to let him go. He's, he's a great winger, He and he's much, far more dangerous there. Can we just say how good Latrell Mitchell's looking in the preseason? I know it's preseason. Having said that, I still think he's carrying a bit of put. He is, but that's the thing. It probably goes to show you how much he was probably carrying before. Well, I think Wayne Bennett, Wayne Bennett's teams traditionally start the season a bit bigger. Mm. That What Souths did last year is very typical of Wayne, uh, Wayne Bennett teams, where they try and come good towards the back end. Yes, but the thing is they've still got pretty much the same team. They were a step above just about everybody is last year. Braden Burns, I really rate. Hopefully his injury hasn't impacted him too much and he can come back. Because he, he's actually quite a, a good player. they got power with Mansour. Tane Milne has some talent, again, as a, a backup. But they've got Jai Arrow, who adds a little bit of that mobility in their forward pack, which I think they missed a bit. Can I tell you how they're going to get be gotten to in defence? Yeah. I think they're going to... I think opposition teams are going to bomb the bomb the hell out of Josh Mansour. I'm not sure he's fanta- as as good as some of the other wingers are on that edge. In the air, I think I, th- I think he's gonna if he's starting on that right wing, I think he's gonna get a lot of a lot of traffic. I don't disagree with that. I don't really think he's that great under the high ball, but you know you need someone in opposition that's actually brilliant under the high ball. But yeah, but if you if you're playing the Roosters and Tupu's there, that's a different story. Steve Masters will be better for the run. He looked good. I think Jay Arrow's a great. I hope Brian Bennett's made him cut his hair too, so that's great. I think Jay Arrow will be great for them. For them. It makes a difference because he adds that mobility in the forward pack in the forwards. And I think they kind of miss that a little bit. But yeah, same thing, mate. I'm with you. I think top four for sure. And they'll really give, you know, the, the other contenders a run for their money. It's kind of one of those 50-50 games once you get to that level. Very Cody Walker dependent. 
South. Very Cody Walker dependent. I, but that's why I think Benji's got to help Adam. Because if Adam Reynolds is running the ball, then I think I think it's a different different kettle of fish. So, and I think he'll need it at the back end of the season. Is otherwise they're going to be too predictable. They're just going to they're just going to do what they do with Para and lean down Cody Walker's side. Yeah, of course. So, but yeah, South are up there, and you know, break here or there, and they're in the grand final. Okay, Sydney Roosters and the salary sombrero. Very few signings. Suwali, who looks like he's going to get special dispensation to play in the under-18s. We covered that a little bit earlier or in pod one. They have an Adam Kieran from the Warriors, who I think I actually think that's a pretty good pickup. And I, and I reckon their intention is to have him as a backup half, to be honest with you. I think so. I agree with that for sure. Because he's, he's, he's a junior half. And I, I think that's that's quite a, quite a good pickup for the Roosters because I think he showed a little bit. Kyle Flanagan, and as I was mentioned earlier, I, I get why that, was, that happened. I've got to be honest with you. Pawasa Farmosuli from the Dragons has been he's gone to the Dragons. Ryan Hall's gone to England. Christian Tuapulutu has gone to the Seagulls. Mitch Orbison's retired and Sonny Bill Williams is obviously retired and is moving into boxing. Now their starting halves are going to be interesting because Luke Keary's the dominant half there. I think it'll be Lachlan Lamb joining him. I think that'll be first crack. He is by all accounts the the guy that they wanted to be their long term half. He's a son of a legend there. So we'll see how that goes. Joseph Suwali, we'll have to see how he goes, see, see, see if he gives them a bit of an X factor in the back line, um, because I will say this, I think the Morris twins are getting old, and they need a bit of youth there. I'm not sure they have the halves to win the comp. I've got them in the fifth and sixth range with Parramatta. They're definitely in the top six, great team. Their defense is sensational. Their defense, controversial again to say, is going to be better with Boyd Cordner out for the first 12 rounds. They should be absolutely as conservative as possible with Boyd Cordner. Boyd Cordner was terrible for them last year. I agree. I think um, he struggled, and obviously you read about the concussions, and it makes a lot of sense, but it's almost like he's one of those players we talked about that's got him every single inch out of his ability. He's not the fastest, he's not the strongest, he's not the most skillful, but he's he's got so much heart, and he's so effective. And it's almost like last year he physically wore, wore down, and he just didn't quite have it as much. So it'll be interesting to see if he comes back, and hopefully Boyd does. But at the end of the day, it's really about his long-term health. If he does, whether having that break has actually will rejuvenate him a little bit, or last year was an indication of how he, he's really on the downward slide, like pretty quickly. Well, my, my, my sense is he's on the downward slide. I think, and he's whilst he's not overly old. There is a lot of miles on Boyd Cordner's legs. And that's what I mean. Like, it'll be interesting to see how he comes back. But for me, it's always been he's gotten every inch out of his ability. And once that physicality starts to drop a little bit, the heart just can't quite compensate anymore. So... Can I can I just... Just before you just before you go on, can I tell you the other reason? Other than his defence, the other reason they got rid of Kyle Flanagan? No. In, tw- in 2020, the tricolours... His dad's a pain in the ass. <laughs> well, I mean, the, other than the fact that he complained to his dad about getting dropped. Uh, the Roosters breached opposition lines 57 times from 485 attacking uh, attacking player the balls. 11.8% of all their attacking player the balls. So over 10% were inside the 20 of the opposition. Only the Sharks had a higher percentage. So they got to the, in, the red zone a lot. Field position, kicking, fantastic. All the stuff people see, right? All the attacking stuff people see. But of those 485 play the balls inside the 20, they created the fifth fewest chances of any side through the regular season. They just didn't, Kyle Flanagan didn't give them a cutting edge. And I think that's where Lachlan Lamb, I remember we covered that last year. Well, and Sam Walker, and Sam Walker. I think Sam Walker will get a run and another one that's by all accounts. 
I mean, they're good at managing this stuff, right? You've got to give them the benefit of the doubt. They do, and this is the thing. I have them in that top six, but whether they can sneak into the fourth or third, that's the bit I'm not really certain about because their team is still fantastic. Fantastic. Got, it's just the halves. It's Tedesco, just... Takiaho, Tupu, Tupanua was fantastic last year. Victor Radley will be back. Isaac And he Liu. was just about the best player in the comp through the first five weeks. Oh, yeah. So. And then you've got, you know, Lachlan Lamb, who I think is lighter on his feet and he's more direct and he can break the line, which gives him a little bit more of an attacking outlet. Well, and his dad wasn't a terrible defender, right? His dad used to put his body on the line. So if he's if he's inherited that from his dad... Crichton went to another level. they got Nat Butcher, Lindsay Collins, guys that have got another year under their belt. So I, I think overall as a team they're too much they're much much better than some of the other teams but like you brett morris josh morris started to show their age still well this is why suwali was so important for the roosters if they get the dispenser they need young legs out there when it comes to those really tight games they just were that little bit off as you get older well they were missing latrell remember like the grand final against canberra the tight game canberra's winning Forget the six again. Latrell makes the break down the left-hand side of the field, right? So I think that's going to be the question for them again. I think Kieran is there as a backup plan, as a half, and I think he'll fit into their team. He's like a poor man's Kiri in terms of speed and directness. He's also just as small and slight and white as Luke Kiri. So, but he, he's he gives them a little bit of a different look as well if they get a few injuries. But again, I think they're going to be round about the top four. I, I'm with you. I don't quite know if they have the punch to really beat, say, a Melbourne or a or Penrith. I've got them in the top six, but not the top four. I think they're clearly one of the six. I've got them fifth, got them fifth but it wouldn't well. surprise me if they came third. So yeah, the Roosters are the Roosters. They run really well. Everyone is at their plays almost to their full potential all the time. If they get injuries, they can just poach other players and pay for them under this. <laughs> so that's all right. All right, and we move on to another powerhouse <laughs> of the comp, a team that's used to regular finals appearance. Last but not least. The West Tigers under Madge Maguire. So they, they've had quite a bit of change as well. They've got James Roberts coming in. So if his off-field issues are managed well, he'll be and he can stay on the field, he's gonna be great. Stefano from the Eels will be he was we didn't want to lose him. He's a great young forward, a bit in the Tino mold. James James Tamo, great through the middle, Joe Offerhangawi, Dane Laurie, Tuki Simpson Simpkins from the Cowboys. I think they had a good off season, but I think the biggest loss for them was actually well, two big losses for them were Josh Aloaie. Yes, and he was great last year. Harry Grant. They were the two big losses. Um, Josh Reynolds was not one of the big losses for them. No, are you sure? They've, yeah, I'm pretty sure. First five games is the Raiders, Roosters, Knights, Eels, Cowboys. So four of the last year's top eight in their first five games. And, and the Eels games, of course, the Easter Monday game. Um, I, they've got a new spine, so uh, that's gonna that's gonna be hard for Madge to navigate. Hopefully, look, I just think they're building something there. I think the recruiting in the off season was good. I just think they're a couple of years away. I've got them more towards the back end of the comp than the new than than towards the top top. David Norfoluma was fantastic in attack, terrible in defence last year. Missed a lot of tackles each <laughs> yeah. game. Um, and that's why he didn't play Origin. That's people only watch one side of the football, right? And 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 I think Luke Brooks, massive season for Luke Brooks. This is the season where he's either their long term half. Well, not not even a long term. Are they going to win a premiership with Luke Brooks as the half? Is the question that they need answered this year? Because because if they're not, if they're not, if they're not in Luke Brooks's window, if they're in a rebuild and they're three or four years away, and he's not going to be the half, then they may be better off blooding youngsters in the halves. I don't disagree with that one, but um, yeah, I mean, can you win? A comp with him, yeah, if the rest of the team is good enough. I think they've recruited well. I think Dane Laurie should be their fullback. 
I think he's a fantastic player. And I'm actually, you know, you say Corey Allen was a good pickup for the Bulldogs. I would have preferred Dane Laurie, to be quite honest. Really? Yes, I think he's a really... He, he's oh, like that's a interesting. Pap, Pappenheiser light. You need these guys now at fullback. The, the Matt Dufty's... Yes, I really slight. rate Corey Allen. I thought he looked really good for for Souths last I year. I think he came into a fairly dominant side, and well, we'll see. We'll see this year with the Bulldogs whether whether it's gonna. And Souths had speed. He had you know Alex Johnson and Cody Walker. The Bulldogs yeah, don't have that. You guys kind of don't. Thing. No, and I think it's he, he doesn't. He's not a game breaker. So if the rest of the team isn't doing. Actually, anything, Trent Barrett's rang us just while we've been on the podcast. He 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 thinks we might be the quickest players in. In the club, possibly. G, G but, and I are four, Dan, in, in, in early forties. Yeah. So Dane Laurie, I think, is a great pickup. James Tamo, I think, really adds, and he will replace Josh Alawai to an extent in terms of the leadership. He's probably brought him in there for the right sort of, you know, culture. James Roberts is the X factor to me. If he's happy and he's playing well, he he literally will win you games by himself. And they've taken a gamble on Offahengawe, who's got the physical ability and the athletic ability, but. Attitude has been shit house at the Broncos. So you wonder if he's going to handle Maguire's coaching. They've got decent players. They've got a few X-Factor players. But then, you know, last year, Joey Leilua, Luciano Leilua, they were gigantic. They were 10, 12 kilos overweight. You know, Joey Leilua is your gun center. You can't have him puffing out after 10 minutes. Well, apparently he's lost... He's, he's lost weight. You know, well, he's done. That. they've done the puff piece for the media. So. I know, and every, every we'll single see. player's we'll had see. the greatest off-season of all time yeah, until yeah, they turn right. up. That's and, right. you know, the, that's right. So until you see them running on the field. But Duehi at 5'8", I think, works. I think him and Luke Brooks are a pretty skillful combo. If you've got Dane Laurie around the ball a lot, it adds spark. Noel Faluma's there. I think he's, he's great as well. And Roberts, that's a pretty dangerous back line. It's what they do with the other side. You know, and you said Stefano. I didn't really see him play much for the Eels. You kind of rate him highly. I do. I think. I think. I think he. I think, and I think Madge will be a good coach for him. He'll go one way or another. If Mad, if he gets good habits early in his career, you're not that Brad Arthur didn't do that. But I mean, I think. I think. Do you know what he could? He, I don't think he's starter yet. I don't think he's quite a starter yet. But he could play a Tino type role for them. Absolutely, and I think they kind of need that. And now, if if they're kind of fit, they've got a decent seventeen, and they've got a few game breakers. So it's really about keeping those guys fit. Billy Walters and Moses and Biden are where to play Moses, but honestly, I'd give him a run at hooker for most of the season. I just think he's he's lost that sprinter-type speed that he had when he first came in. He's still fast enough, but more at a hooker level. And I think he'll add a spark out of there. I don't know how good he's going to go for the whole season, but I'd play him there. I've got him 10th. I've got him missing out. I've got him missing out. They're that big sort of group where I think they might have a good season or it wouldn't surprise me if they came 14th either. Yeah, I've got him, I've got him missing out. All right. So, guys, you, you'll be able to remind us at the end of the season how we've got everything wrong, but we've, we've put it out there, what our team, team previews are. We might move along into segment two, which is, which is our top eight, Gene. So let's start with who's going to win it. Let's start with who's who's going to win it, and then we'll do we'll do our top eight. Who's who do you think's going to win the comp? Who's going to be holding up the JJ Gilton Shield and the and the, the Winfield Cup? I nearly called it the Telstra Cup. <laughs> God, are you allowed to say Winfield? We're not allowed to smoke. No, you're not allowed. Honestly, I think the Storm will win it again if they have no injuries. We're we're talking speculatively, no injuries and a full strength team in the semis. I think the Storm will win again. I can't split the top four. 
Souths, Panthers, Melbourne, Canberra. If if I had to, if I had to narrow it down, I'd go Panthers, Canberra. Okay. But yeah, that's that's where I've that's where that that's where I've got it. I've got it a little. I've got a little. I think Pan- Penrith towards the back end of the season, provided they're injury free, will be very motivated. And I think this is it for Canberra. Right? They've got everyone back. They've recruited well. They've got a settled team. Ricky's coaching well. This is it. It's now and ever. For me, like I said, I don't know if they quite have the pace in the back line, and I think that'll show during the season. So I might change my mind. That's right. Panthers, Canberra are very different teams, right? They, they win are. different ways. So, they do. So, so it'll be interesting to see. But Storm, for me, I just can't see any of the other teams. Penrith is the only team, again, that I can see beating them. Other than that, I don't think the other teams quite have the speed to trouble their defence. That's the issue. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll just keep running at Brenko Lee. So, so on the right side of the field, just keep running at him, isolate him, and run at him. Either shoulder doesn't matter; he misses either way. So, okay, here's my top eight. I'll go first if you like yep. to give you the top eight in order. Yeah. Yep. Should we go six? Should we go sixteen to one? No, go through your top eight first. All right. Okay. I've got in order. I've got Souths, Penrith, Melbourne, Canberra, Parramatta, Roosters. Cronulla Titans. Jeez, we've got the same top eight. I can't believe it. Except our order's different. Ah, oh, right, right, right. Who have you got? I've got the Panthers. I think they'll come first again. I think they'll yep. be motivated, and I think they're still young. They're hungry. They've tasted success, but they lost the grand final. But they're young enough to kind of recover and think they, they really want it. I think they'll be hungry. The Storm, second. I think Souths are too good not to be in third. The Raiders in fourth, because I just think they'll suit the rules. I think, like you say, they've got a settled team. Ricky's coaching them. The Roosters in fifth, or they wouldn't surprise me if they sneak up, but they're, they're too good not to be there. I don't know if they're quite good enough to be in the top two. Para, yeah. para at six, I just can't... They've just got a good side. But it wouldn't surprise me if Para yeah. does better, to be honest. That top six is a bit all over the place. The Gold Coast in seventh, because I, I kind of like watching them play and I like what they built there. So I kind of fell in love with them at the back end of the year. And the Sharks, because I just think they've got too many experienced players that if they all play together well they can be defensively solid and have enough speed and spark to to finish in the semis they'd be a bit more consistent than some of the other teams and they've got sean johnson the greatest player of all time (laughs) so this is what i said at the beginning of the comp right i I actually think there's only really six really good teams and four four that four only four that can win the comp so i know everyone's up you know it's great to have the footy back and things like that but but i do think there's a bit of a gap between the, the top and the bottom now I think this will be interesting for us. Do you want me to go next from 9 to 16? Um, yeah, you can. Go. Okay. I've got the Knights, the Tigers, the Warriors, North Queensland, Manly, the Dogs, Broncos and Saints. We've obviously got the same teams. It's just the order. It's the order. Okay. I've got the Knights The Knights in ninth. Yeah, um, so do I. I think they've just got too many of the top echelon players to not be ninth, if that makes sense. Yep. But I don't know if they'll get in the eighth. The Tigers, I think, based on what I said, if they're fit enough and they're kind of solid enough, I think they will come into 10th. Because okay, I've got Roberts, Noel, well. Faluma, you know, Dwayne here, they, they've kind of got enough talent. I, but not they're not a great team, but they're better than some of the others. I'm aware we did do the team-by-team team preview. I know, get out of here. <laughs> I'll put a smoke in for 11th, and this is going to be a bias. I think the Bulldogs will come in at 11th. I'm okay. expecting um, big improvement and, you know, fan... Fan optimism on some of the players who you always overrate. Sure, sure. Um, 12th, I think Cowboys might come in at 12th. Yeah. And for me, I think Manly will come 13th. But that's very much dependent on 
Tommy Turbo. Tommy Turbo, yep, I agree. Assuming he um, tears his hamstring every sprint, hopefully not Tommy T, but if not, they shoot up the table. Um, yep. And then I've got the Broncos. Oh, you got the Broncos there. The yeah, Dragons, wow, okay. sorry. Oh, you got the Dragons, yeah. Yep, and then they're 14th. Yep. The Broncos for me are 16th. And so the Warriors are 15th. And the Warriors are 15th. Okay. No, well, shit, it's not, it's not. it's not too... I messed that one up. I forgot the bloody Warriors. Um... No, you I'll shift the Warriors you... to 12th. And then the oh, Cowboys. Gee, oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe oh I forgot God. the Warriors. Oh, oh, my God. This is the hard-hitting analysis that our fans are used to. He, oh. he only realised the NRL had 15 teams. Who he play for? I mean, <laughs> my God, you are. No, I'm not even letting you. You've got to leave this video. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not letting taking you go it back. Out. So, no, no. Knights, I Tigers... Just... Bulldogs, Warriors. Didn't you realise you only got to 15? Don't worry. Cowboys, Manly, Dragons, Broncos. I'm not even writing it down. Say whatever you like anymore. (laughs) I'm I'm so disgusted by that. Go. All right. We're down to our last couple of things, items. Dally M. Who's your Dally M winner? I named a few as we went through the previews. This is a hard one because last year you could argue Nathan Cleary was the best player. But because Penrith was so dominant across the field, he lost points to some of the other teams. I actually think Cleary will win it. Will win it this year. I can't really see Cleary or Cody Walker are my two guesses. Well, I've got only one of those in my top four for the yep. LEM. I've got Nathan Cleary. Yep. I think the winner will come from Harry Grant, Clint Gutherson, Nathan Cleary, or AJ Brimson. Oh, he, that's right. He's a smoker, Brimson. Yeah, but. Smokey, sorry, smoker. Oh, he's also a smoker, which probably is. Uh, Justin that's Holbrook's trying to get him out of. That's a joke, is. by the way. He's not really a smoker. So, so yeah, that, that's my fault. I think AJ Brimson, if the, if the Titans get into seventh and they win 12 games, 13 games, they, you know, then he's going to have a big season if they do that. Yeah, I think it's Cleary or Walker. And I, if I were to pick a Smokey, he's the dark horse. He would be for sure. Because like you said, yeah. if the Titans are going to come six or, you know, seven, as last year, he's their dynamite from the back. And he, that when you're watching a game, if you're giving out points, it stands out. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our 2021 season preview. But we'll be back every week preview, reviewing the previous round and previewing the, the new round. Stay with us. We had a lot of great feedback last year. Thank you. There is there is chemistry between us. G's now doing this podcast live for from prison after uh, waiting for his trial. So he is excellent in is terms this, of the... Is this for stalking Sunnyville Williams and Michael Leisha? It's for stalking several players. So uh, it's it's fantastic to be back talking about the footy. Can't come soon enough. And, and we look forward to being with you next week when we preview round one. Thanks for your time, G. See you next week. See you next week, Tim. See ya. Bye.